What's going on, everybody? It's Derek. And Mish. And Doug. Welcome to Gaming and Chill, episode number 88. Today on the show, we will be discussing what's been going on lately, the new Mortal Kombat movie, The Bard's Tale 4, and a new RoboCop film. But before all that, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. So what's been going on, gentlemen? Uh, I, w- I went to Owensboro over. on Wednesday, Thursday. You what? I went to Owensboro on Thursday. That's about it. Fun times family trip or just wanted to go? Uh, just fun. Uh, there was a friend out there that I wanted to meet, and so we met up, went around Owensboro. Nice. Got a... So, fun fact, So, so it, wherever museum you go to you normally has reciprocal memberships that you can take advantage of as well. Yeah. But it has to be at least 90 miles away. So, long story short, the membership of the Science Center here in Louisville uh, costs like 120 bucks. To get a reciprocal membership to a whole bunch of other science centers, Owensboro costs forty. Wow! So I got a basically a membership wow. to Louisville for forty dollars. Nice. So I made the whole trip worth it. Man, I mean that's that's really all the fun. I had mashed potatoes on a pizza, and it wasn't good. I'll be completely honest. It was it was okay at the time, but thinking back on it. It just no. It kind of makes you feel sinful. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. I have eaten mashed potatoes on a pizza. You you know about my Owensboro stories, right? Me or your brother? I do. Of oh man, course. I know Derek knows them. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you told me a little bit about it. The uh, tobacco farm out there—that was great. It was for e- Ebola research or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was Ebola, because that was when yeah. people were actually scared of it. Yeah, remember Ebola? <laughs> <laughs> remember Zika? Back to 20, what, 14? 2015? Yeah, 20... Remember the swine flu? Remember H1N1? Remember the Black Plague, guys? <laughs> <laughs> remember the flood? Um... <laughs> Man, remember that one dude killed that other dude and it was the first time murder ever happened? Yeah, that was weird. You remember when this lady ate the like the one thing we were supposed to not eat and then just had to mess it all up for everyone? I'm convinced it was tacos. <laughs> that grew on a tree. The forbidden fruit was just a taco on a tree. That would be pretty forbidden, I'd say. That would be interesting. Doug, what'd you do? 
What did I do this week? That's a great question. I'm glad someone asked it. I did nothing. Was I the only one that has... Am I the only one with interesting stories this week? Like, I, I, I don't do anything. I go to work. That's about it. I played... I, I put new batteries in my Pokemon Go Plus. Like, that was the extent of my... Ooh, I found the batteries. Fair enough. <laughs> I was on vacation. Go on. So, I drove up Friday, last week, at four in the morning, because I always get up at four in the morning for work anyway, and I was like, well, I'm up, I might as well drive up there, so I get there earlier, right? Yeah. I get there at eight in the morning. Wait, where is there? Uh, Illinois. There we go. Yeah. Uh, near Springfield. Nice. So, it was like a four and a half, five hour trip. So, I leave at four and I get there by eight. So, four hour trip. Say, yeah, I was going to say, don't say five hour trip when you say you got there in four hours. Because then it just looks bad. It just depends upon how fast you drive, okay? <laughs> when you get to the cornfields and it's all flat and the cornfields are actually filled with beans, you can kind of see for a while. You can set the cruise control and then take a nap. <laughs> Pretty much. If I had cruise control. Uh, not that I advocate doing that. That is a terrible idea. Just yeah, forget nap. taking cruise control. Just take the nap. <laughs> um, so then you I got there. be sinful. <laughs> yeah. So then I got there, hung around, went. So I get there for lunch. Chinese food buffet. Oh, man. I've been craving one of those so much. Thank Sam. you for saying that, because I'm going to go there for lunch tomorrow. I would love a Chinese food buffet. I do carb-free. All Chinese food pretty much is filled with carbs. Rice, egg rolls, rice, noodles, rice, <laughs> sushi. It's like... I mean, I guess it'd be different if like it hasn't been working for you. Like, I know that you've made some good things with, like, the carb-free thing, so it's just like, if it was just like, oh, I'm eating carb-free, and, like, you're, nothing else is changing, it's just like, okay, stop, stopping a whiner, go eat some rice. <laughs> no, I but found, then, like, I, I did find food to eat, I found bacon-wrapped chicken and ham, and then I found, uh, <laughs> bacon bits, which are fine, and then I found, uh, cheese. So, wait, were you just eating, like, a bowl of bacon bits? See, you yeah, that's... prove nothing. That's, that's the thing. So, normally when people go on a diet, it's no fun, because you're like, you can't have fatty foods, you can't... Carb-free just means you can't have bread, basically. You can load up on steaks, on, on pretty much anything. Yes. And as long as bacon is still on the menu, I can do that. Wait, so theoretically, could you order a pizza and scrape the topping off the pizza? When I order burritos from, like, a Mexican place, I just basically say, no rice, no beans, and then it brings it in a case... And then I just dump out the insides of the burrito into a bowl. Why don't you just order a burrito bowl, like something like Chipotle? Because, because like, sometimes when you're at a Mexican restaurant like that, they don't quite understand what a burrito bowl would be. Well, that and they don't have a Diablo shrimp burrito bowl. I mean, they could if you ask for it, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just easier just to go, hey, make a burrito. No rice, no beans. And then just shell it myself. It's fine. I'm not that lazy. Um, but no, I ended up being doing fine, uh, the Chinese food buffet, and then for dinner it was like all like lunch meats and stuff, and then Saturday, 
went up to a fish place. Uh, there's like this restaurant, Finn's Inn. Finn's End that has a giant fish tank in it that has like a whole bunch of fish and turtles. So I was like, I want to take, I want to take the kid out there because I think she's old enough now to really appreciate Understand the turtles of fish. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, she had a blast looking at all the fish and the turtles and stuff like that. It sounds like you enjoyed seeing the turtles more, or just using your no, daughter as an excuse. No, she actually did enjoy it. She legit did enjoy it. I mean, that kind of brings up a good point. What if KFC was like Red Lobster, where you could pick the chicken that you were about to eat? I don't KFC trust the people. I don't trust the people at KFC. I low key trust Red Lobster a little bit more. But just imagine if you walked into a KFC and there was just chickens running around in a little cage, and you feel, I want that one. <laughs> Give me that one. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you, Derek. First off, I don't trust Sean with a Q to kill my chicken for me. Sean with a Q. Well played. Shout out to Sean with a Q. You you go, man. Or woman, <laughs> whichever you may be. Um... But no, uh, so the, the other great thing about Carvery is you can totally order burgers with no buns. And you still get all the fun of a burger. Except no buns. Yeah. Which so is, tell me more about this fish place. What'd you get from the fish place? Did you get turtle? I got a burger with no bun. Because <laughs> everything else was like, breaded fish. I legitimately went, it was like, hey, we should go there <laughs> simply to show my daughter like the fish tanks and everything. Without <laughs> really thinking, without really, really thinking, I bet you they have a ton of breaded fish and hush puppies and fried clams. It's like, wait, you do know that they make things like grilled fish, correct? The, this place doesn't. It's like it's, going to a Mexican restaurant and ordering chicken nuggets. Hey, hey now. Um, Wait, but no. what kind of fish, like, what kind of reputable fish place with turtles <laughs> doesn't have grilled It's grilled It's fish? kind of closer, it, it's more like pub seafood, if that makes sense. So a pub had turtles. Yeah, basically. Let's go there. <laughs> Let's just leave that Can there. this, can the pod, title of the podcast be now with a thousand percent more turtles? Yes. Um, so then the fish fry, which I managed to avoid all carb foods, that was great. I had a bunch of deer salami. And no turtles. <laughs> no turtles. Um, then I drove back on Monday, which wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday hung around. Tuesday done a stream and uh, started speed running Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Rank six, baby, in the world. Um, yeah, so uh, me and Mish were watching when you made that mm-hmm. record. That game is so good. Yeah, the way our work internet works is whenever we're watching you, we kind of have to bounce between each other's computer. Because at one yeah. moment, I was 30 seconds in front of him. At another, he was 30 seconds in front of me. At a number, another, set, we were both just like three minutes behind because it just wasn't responding. So, I mean, we got to see the final, final hit, which was cool. Yeah, it's a really fun game. Uh... It looks really fun. It is. Um, yeah, I picked it up over the weekend that I was in on vacation because I was like, I'm going to show my dad because it's like Castlevania, which he totally played because it's made by the same guy who made Castlevania. Because it is Castlevania. <laughs> it's basically Castlevania. Um, so yeah, I started speedrunning that and I am sixth in the world for my division, which is casual 
normal. Uh, no out-of-bounds. You what? No, no out-of-bounds, 100%. Or uh, any percent. Nice. So, yeah, I do that. Um, then went back to work, which sucked. I After coming back from vacation, going back to work is like getting a prison sentence. Um... But then today... I, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Then happened today. So, kiddo came back to town. Uh, then, kiddo, they were like, oh, okay, my wife and all took her to in-laws. Because they haven't seen her in, like, three weeks either. So, oh, no. What are they going to do? <laughs> well, it was like, hey, you can take her in a house stream. It's convenient. It's like, hey, that's convenient. And I got a podcast tonight, so... Kind of is convenient. Yeah. I'm glad they weren't home. Because there was a car accident right out front. My house. There's the real news. That's what we're here for. <laughs> uh, sir, I was here for the turtles, so. Um, so I'm streaming. And all of a sudden you this. Boom! And it's on stream. You can hear it if you listen. We'll go back and watch my stream. <laughs> my first response is, what the Battlestar equivalent, Battlestar Galactico equivalent of the F word was that? Because I don't know what it is. I, I thought the cat had done something. I didn't know. So I, I look out front. Sure enough, a little terrible Nissan Cube <laughs> has hit a car, a stationary car, outside. Don't so do I, drugs, kids. So I pop back. I don't pop, I don't stop the stream. So I just pop in. I'm like, hey, I'll be back. Go outside. This dude, it gets out of the car and he just, like, he kind of starts throwing up. He pours himself out of the car. No. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I, what I was like, come on. All right, cool. Well, I mean, technically he could have a concussion, you know, smashed his head against oh, the Oh, absolutely, stereo. absolutely. But, and, you know, there's other things. Like, I'm not going to go. And then there's, like, the 16 beer bottles that poured out of his car when he got out. Ah. <laughs> Sounded like a rain stick. <laughs> Is it raining? Nope, those are beer bottles. Um, so then I came back in because I was like, "Hey," I asked. I was like, "Hey, is everyone okay?" Yeah, and I was like, "All right." Talk to the mailman who made who called nine one one. Was like, "Hey," he was just he was going down the straightaway and just swerved into the car. It's like, <laughs> huh? Don't do drugs. That's got to be the most fun that mailman has ever had on his job. <laughs> Can you imagine just delivering mail? Smash. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> making my Not way my downtown. Job. So then I making came my back way downtown. Smash. Walking a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> so then I came back inside, ended the stream. I was like, I'm gonna go back outside. Everything everybody's okay. I'm gonna go back outside and go watch this unfold. I will say <laughs> there's rubberneck. <laughs> you, you know it. I stood in the neighbor's driveway and chatted with them. I I will say nothing brings a neighborhood together quite like a good old fashioned car accident. <laughs> Because everybody starts sitting on their porch, and it's like, I don't know what happened. I thought that dude was dead in his house for six years now. Huh. <laughs> we have neighbors? <laughs> exactly. I We've been lived in this house for three years, and they were like, ah, good to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, I've lived here for three years. <laughs> Here's your banana bread. I baked it when you moved in. You might not want to eat it. Give it to your brother, Doug. There you go. 
So it's basically like Dan Cook's skit about car crashes. A hundred percent. I was just doing a dish. I brought the dish out with me. Do you want to see it? I didn't have time to grab shoes. Um, no, a hundred percent. Like you always think that Dan Cook was joking about that. Hundred percent true. Well, and and you get to see the car crash without having to wait in traffic to see it. You're just sitting because yeah. when you're waiting in traffic, you're just going. You're just like, okay, why can't everyone move? And uh, then you get there, and you're just like, this is phenomenal. I don't want to go anywhere. And then there are people honking behind you. Here's here's like the levels of a car crash in traffic. And if you're waiting there for about five minutes, you're just like, wow, this is really irritating. Ten minutes, you start getting angry. Fifteen minutes, you're furious. By twenty minutes, you're like, you know what? Maybe someone's really injured. I hope they're okay. But then when you hit about 30 minutes, you're just like, someone better be dead up there. <laughs> By about 45 minutes, Godzilla have better have just, you know, crashed through traffic. I I was going to go, I was going to go somewhere. Like, you're sitting in traffic and eventually you hit a point where you're, you're just so angry. You're like, there had better be a fatality to warrant me coming home late. I had dinner waiting for me. Well, but your car crash probably wasn't as big as the one I saw on the way to Owensboro. Tell um, me more. I was driving along going eastbound on six westbound on sixty four. And I look over to my left and I think, huh, that's that's weird. That semi's not moving, and it's also on its side crossing all three lanes of traffic. <laughs> and there's another car who the side was just crumpled. And it had just happened too because like people were still slowing down about a hundred feet back from the crash. Oh wow. and so I was like, Well maybe I need to stop because I have some medical knowledge. And then I looked at the time, I was like, no, I'm already running 15 minutes late. I'm sure everyone's fine. They're, they're fine. Sped past the there, there was already, like, someone there with a crash bag and everything, so I knew that someone there had enough, much more than I did, in terms of medical <gasps> Oh, God, Timmy! <laughs> I just want to make a crash bag with, like, tequila, some mixers, vodka, and just be like, oh, no, 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 this isn't for the victims. This is for everyone <laughs> caught in traffic. Hey! This is everyone caught in traffic. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Put that social pressure on them. Now, don't drink and drive, but drinking while parked is okay. Yeah, I seen an article. Remember, it's not eating at my desk if I'm standing behind your desk eating. <laughs> we've we've done that at work. We can't sleep at your desk even on lunch. But you didn't say anything about sleeping at someone else's desk. <laughs> I was uh, quickly told that the rules were then uh, re-advised. You were not allowed to sleep outside of the break room. So you're allowed to sleep in the break room. Technically, yes. Can you just like full on sleep on the table? <laughs> just just bring in like a little like bean bag you put on top of the table. Just you know your... that works just as well on the floor, right? Yeah, I know. I don't care. Just Wait, bring out a cot, a military like cot. A, do you think we could get giant beanbag chairs and use those as our as our desk chairs? As long as you're probably sitting at the correct level for a desk and having good posture, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> you just get the desk to lower. You just start shaving down the desk, and like soon enough, the desk is like a Japanese table. <laughs> that would be great. You take off your shoes before you enter the building. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Yes, but then you move the shoes inside because you don't trust your shoes being outside all day. No, not not next to where we work. <laughs> they will sell those shoes. Oh. Yesterday, I did get to see a lady at the grocery store who looked like she invented crystal meth chewables. 
<laughs> I want to hear this story. So I go across the street to get a drink. Okay. And a, and a Snickers bar. Okay. And the lady in front of me looks like uh, a, a leather wallet that has been sitting out in like the, the Texas sun for about six days. I'm imagining so a cra- good leather wallet. I'm imagining That's the premium crazy prices cat lady right there. from Simpsons. Uh, no, the crazy cat lady is actually cooler. Uh, but like that cracked, like awful skin that just kind of hangs there off a skeleton. Like imagine like a a classroom skeleton, but then like drape like poorly tanned deer hide over it, Ugh. and then give it like no teeth. And really bad tattoos that may or may not have been the Hatchet Man from ICP. <laughs> this is starting to make a little bit more sense each and every time you add a description. Super thin, like, like you could probably like have a strong breeze and the hair will fall out. It sounds like you just witnessed a zombie. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like I'm about to throw up. Sounds like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> that, yeah, yep, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, that's what the lady looked like. She looked like she invented crystal meth chewables. Nice. And then I got Octopath Traveler today. <laughs> and then that Snickers was really good. <laughs> nice. You're not yourself when you're a meth head. Weird. I feel like I should share this. <laughs> you're not yourself when you're on drugs. <laughs> uh, so, brain uh, on drugs. Wrapping this up before we go into our main topic, does anybody remember Meth Baby? Uh, go on. You don't remember the drug comer anti-drug commercials? Or it's like, and this is your meth boyfriend. Oh, yeah! <laughs> and then it's like, and this is your meth baby! I, to be completely honest, I love those old meth commercials where it's just like, you're not yourself when you're on meth. And it's like, you normally wouldn't hit your mom, but on meth you would. It's like... Whoa! Where can I find some meth? <laughs> this is your meth boyfriend. And then it's like, and here's all your other meth boyfriends. And it's like, whoa! You're just gonna do this now? I was watching The Simpsons nice and happy. <laughs> no, I'm sad. Okay, let's let's move on to our main topics. Speaking of things that are kind of sad, uh, there's a new Mortal Kombat movie coming out. Yeah. About that. The old Mortal Kombat films were not great. Uh, not... That That's to put them very lightly. But here's the thing. They had that certain kind of like charm being as they were like that weird... Like half claymation, half CGI for some of the characters. And I was just like, okay, like this is awful enough I, I can get behind. And the farther out it is... Like, it was early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, the more, the farther we get in the timeline, the greater they become. Kind of like the Power Rangers. Uh, I don't know that I can agree with that. Like, like 98, 2000, like, Power and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, not awesome. Like, now it's just like, Okay, this I can get behind. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in, in in this. When was the last time you watched the Mortal Kombat film? Uh, I watched the some YouTube videos of it the other day. I think you should probably watch the Mortal Kombat film. I'm gonna be I, honest. I never watched it. 
However, I think that it would be good to give this one a chance because they have, like, what, 25 years of technology? Oh, yeah. Between now and the last one? I, I agree. Here's the thing. It's not like something ambitious like the Assassin's Creed movie where it's like, we gotta fit all this lore in there. It's like, okay, Shao Kahn, establish a tournament for the Earth Realm. That's really all we need. But I mean, really all you need is that dude needs to kill that dude, and then that's a good plot line for any Mortal Kombat. Any well, surprisingly, Mortal Kombat has a really deep story. Like, that's, that's not surprising. Everything has really deep something. My... Like... Go ahead. Go on. Okay, I guess I will, so... (laughs) (laughs) I think my biggest problem with it is, like, you either have to go all in on the lore, because otherwise, it's just a beat-em-up movie. And the the most iconic thing about any of the Mortal Kombat games is the fatalities. How do you display a fatality in a game and not... Are you going to go the Saw route where it is extremely violent? Yes. Okay. (laughs) But then, how do you bring that character back? Who is going to be your hero? Here's the thing. Like, half the characters, like, undead. Like, Scorpion has been to hell and back. You could literally just be like, yeah, and we brought them back to life. Because of magic. But most people wouldn't know that. The the gamers would be cool with seeing that. But outside of, like, the gamers, no one really wants to see a Mortal Kombat film. Here's the thing. Like, you aren't just going to ramble into the theater and go, I've never heard of Mortal Kombat. Let me watch that. You know what Mortal Kombat is. Everyone knows what Mortal Kombat is. I don't know, but see, that's the thing, is like, it, a lot of the lore would actually be lost upon most people. Like, I gotta be honest, I don't know all the lore because I've never been into Mortal Kombat. So I'm like, I've Shao Kahn started a tournament, that's really about it. Like, I know Sub-Zero and Scorpion don't get along, but it's like... Well, yeah, but that's the color scheme right there. Yeah. That and, like, Poison and Noob Sabat. Reptile. It's one of those like the average viewer is the average viewer is not going to be into it. The gamer viewer. We are in the era of niche movies. Like for some reason, like you can have Pacific Rim, which is nothing more than giant robots fighting giant monsters with like very thin lore, and people are going to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to go watch that because why? Giant robots." fighting giant monsters. You're n- you can do the same thing with Mortal Kombat. You could have Johnny Cage and Sonya be your, you know, Jack Everyman, have Raiden and Shao Kahn, and have Raiden be for the good guys, and, oh, we're defending Earthrealm, and then we can have ridiculously over-the-top CGI, like armies of, you know, the uh, Shao Kahn trying to o- overtake the Earth, and then we elect champions. And then suddenly we just had this really cool <coughs> world we're in. And then you can just do anything in that world. You can make 30 films in the Mortal Kombat series. And they literally don't have to have continuity. I'm going to I'm gonna make a comparison. You know, go ahead here. I thought you were finished. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to compare it. So the first movie ever with CGI in it was the original Tron. Yeah. 
Okay. And then they remade it, like, what, six, eight years ago now? Two, no, it was 2008. It was ten years ago, man. Ten years, whatever. People hated that movie. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Don't know what it was. I Honestly, it's in my top three favorite movies ever. It's Rubberface Jeff Bridges that did it for people. Well, Jeff Bridges is a great actor, and I'm glad they had it. Yeah, Jeff Bridges is a you know, an American treasure. And yeah. Def Punk was in it. Well, yeah, that's another reason. But, like, I've always enjoyed just Tron in general. And I think even though it had basically nothing to do with the old Tron. I mean, it was like, a, oh, this is a spiritual success or whatever. Or, yeah, that follows the same universe. It follows the same kind of plot line. There wasn't much to go off of in the old Tron. It was meant to be a standalone movie. Yeah. And then after, gosh, how many years was that? Too many. Yeah. After at more than the average adult is alive for now, um, who would listen to this podcast, of course, um, <laughs> that that just just remastered not not even remastered the remake of it with the advanced technology, I think, is what made it good for me. And so, in the same way, if they use that technology in this new Mortal Kombat, I think they could make it really well. Oh, yeah, especially with motion cap these days, where you can have Andy Serkis be, you know... All of the characters. Uh, yeah, Snoke, you can have him be uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes. You can have him as Gollum, for crying out loud. See, my biggest thing was not the CGI. Like, I'm totally on board with the CGI. I'm just worried more about story. Like, what... Like, I'm just more worried about, like, the technical, I like, the storyboard, and, like, how do you make that a good film when all it is is beating people up you can make the first film just nothing but that tournament you know and it's the two humans sonya and johnny cage trying to get to the tournament and winning somehow and then you can start doing more crazy things in a sequel or even towards the end just have you know scorpion rip off his mask and he's like all you know uh ghost rider and shoots hellfire on people like, that's Fair how you end the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the thing, though. That They could use a lot of surprises with a lot of characters. This person totally looks like a normal human. Or not, they unhinge their jaw. Oh, yeah, especially, like, Molina and Reptile. You could go the entire movie and not know Molina as, like, this insect queen person. And then have her rip off her mask and just, like, oh, yeah, she is, like, an evil insect. And just be like, oh, I did not know this about the character. And the people who don't know the lore, like you, and me, to some extent, because I'm, you know, wiki to all this stuff, uh, that would be a really, like, what kind of moment in that movie, where we are in the era of, like I said, niche movies, where you can have a movie like this and it'll survive. True. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it, still. I I'm of the idea that... Video game movies have not done well. Okay, question for both of you. Would you rather a Mortal Kombat movie or a Street Fighter movie? Street Fighter. I think it's more achievable. I, You know what? I would go with Mortal Kombat just for the fatality aspect. I would watch that. Like, I gotta be honest, every time a new Mortal Kombat character comes out or a Mortal Kombat game comes out, I always go and look at the fatalities. I'm like... I want to see what they did this time. Where a Street Fighter, it's just like, eh. I, oh, what about Killer Instinct? Lizards. Let's just go with, uh, wow, not... Primal Instinct. What was the one? Primal Instinct with the dinosaurs? Yeah. 
Do you remember that there, Amish? Uh, no. Basically, I never got into any of those games. I'm gonna have to show you Primal Instinct one day. <laughs> or how about Clay Fighters? They're basically giant claymations. How about Interactive Buddy? Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Let's just the go for movie. what we're all hoping. Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they basically tried that with a lot of the cutscenes in Brawl. I would be okay with a Super Smash Brothers movie. But would you want it to be animated, or would you try to go live action? Animated no. all the way, baby. No live action. Uh, it always they, ended bad. As no. long as they promised to get the Ridley costume. I was going to say, as long as they promised to get the original Mario. Hey, it's me, Mario! <laughs> ah, you look like you've done 30 years of coke. Oh, wait. You did. Nice. Oh, God. Speaking of 30 years of coke, let's talk about Detroit and RoboCop. Um, what, where are we talking about Detroit? RoboCop happened in oh, Detroit. Oh, Ro- like, oh, RoboCop. Yeah, let's oh. go ahead and we'll, we'll do Bard's Tale last. Okay, as Gary say, let's talk about Detroit and Bard's Tale? What? No. <laughs> uh, are you guys excited that Neil Blancoff, Blancamp, Blancamp, will be doing RoboCop? Alright, first off, can we agree that nothing will be able to top the original RoboCop? The very first scene is RoboCop shooting a guy in the crotch. (laughs) Have I sent you guys the film, the edited film, where it's just like RoboCop just shooting a bunch of guys in the crotch? And it's just like, he's surrounded by hundreds of bodies. Well, I mean, like, in in the day where RoboCop was made, isn't that also when, like, Teenage Mutant came out or something like that? Not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like the but, Toxic Avenger and things like that. Yeah, like, it, it was all about just, toxic. can waste. we do it? Yes, we should, and he should also get the balls cut off. <laughs> yes. Um, and, like, let's talk about, like, the end of RoboCop 3. Like, it perfectly bookends the series. First scene with RoboCop, shoots a guy in the crotch. Last scene of RoboCop 3, he has a jetpack and is more or less Robo-Jesus. <laughs> There's a whole movie right there in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ed two hundred nine. Yeah, um, I think I can, I think they could very easily turn it into like a comedy movie, even though it's not supposed to be like explicitly comedy. They should, and and do it to where like the voice modulator makes messes up like every time. Oh, I'm Robo. <clears throat> I'm RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> RoboCop, do you need to go through puberty again? It'd be like the college humor video of Batman finding his voice. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Um, where are the other drugs going? Where are the other drugs? <laughs> I'm super excited that Neil Blomkamp is doing it. Yeah, District 9 and Elysium, correct? And Chappie, excuse you. Can I? I've not seen Chappie. <gasps> it's okay. I. It's okay. Chappie's amazing. Cha- it's like... Armored Wally. I, I mean, I've seen like the and Diane Bird and... with guns yeah. and Diane Bird. <laughs> um, but no, I'm excited. Like District Nine was an amazing film. Like they got the feeling of a poverty-stricken uh, was an alien ghetto, basically. Uh, it the, was in South Africa. No, in the no, no, I'm using it in the very 
original use of the word where it's like just the poor slums like they used to have in like Persia and stuff of having like oh that's just the Jewish ghettos. Yeah. It's just like low it, it, it was wasn't low Persian, it was Poland. Poland. No, it was um I feel like there was some Persian uh, origin in that. Anyway, but we're just talking about like low honestly low income. I'm not referring to any uh, I'm not referring to African American uh, center districts or communities or not whatnot. Let me be very clear on that. I'm literally meaning low income uh, uh, district. No, I, I, no, I'm picking well, up. I'm clearing yeah. that up for the other for the uh, future viewers of. It's literally just like ramshackle houses. Like, hey, you live here. Yeah, does it have a roof? Yeah, and that was how District Nine was. Yeah, and it felt so real and lived in even though they have giant aliens in them exactly and then elysium was the same way but in a level of like the elysium ring world was so much better off and then you can go into chappie he done a cityscape and he done an idea of a robot becoming a human so I think RoboCop is just that, that fun mixture of a human becoming a robot and trying to still find his humanity. Next, we need a gritty Mega Man film with Neil Blomkamp. Yes. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I like RoboCop. I kind of liked the new RoboCop, too. Kind of. I gotta be honest. Um... But, what are your thoughts on RoboCop, there, Mish? <laughs> I liked the new RoboCop. I, I mean, I saw the old one. I, I liked what they did with the new one, and the the one that really won me in the new one is when he um <clears throat> he's behind that curtain and they take literally all of the robotic enhancements off of him, and he sees that he's literally just like a head and a pair of lungs. Yeah, I think my like uh, that's what won me RoboCop over for it. Is RoboCop versus Alien? <laughs> Nice. RoboCop versus Judge Dredd versus Alien. Top-notch comic. Um, but I, I feel like this is very much within Neil Blancoff's. Like, he'll be able to display, honestly, a See, broken and fractured Detroit. I'm kind of afraid that they're going to focus too much on him. Try, like, the first film was him being trying to be a human. Like, dealing with that feel like they're gonna push too much into that and we're not going to get into that like pulpy you know robocop where he shoots people in the junk i i'm okay with that on a level of i I still want there to be like yep this is robocop that he calculated the trajectory of something and reflected a bullet off of a refrigerator and hit someone with it like that kind Come on of now, let's be rubbish. realistic. It was probably a car door. Yeah. No, actually, I think it was a refrigerator. In the I, I was like, I think it was. Um, no. Either, regardless, I, I I think it'll be good. Like, Do Neil, you think they'll include the classic catchphrases? Uh, your move, <laughs> creep. I'd buy that for a dollar, and... Dead or alive, you're coming with me. I, I, I feel like they'd be like, you know, I'd buy that. But I don't know how much I'd buy it for. I really want someone to start yelling that, and then they just get cut off by RoboCop shooting them. In the junk. Um, yeah, in the junk, specifically. 
like like a crack be, dealer. <laughs> like I want there to be like a Krillin owned counter, like in Dragon Ball Z abridged. It's just like up in the upper left corner, dudes shot in the junk. Bing. Like you're just on this like nice meadow scene, like in the middle of the film, like. You're in the middle of a park in Detroit, and just suddenly just starts going up by one every few seconds. So you're looking for the humor of, like, Zombieland. I don't want the humor of Zombieland. I do want it to be, like, everyone can get a chuckle about a dude getting shot in the jungle. Everyone can laugh at that. Everyone can laugh at, I'll buy that for a dollar. Actually, I think in like, today's modern society, actually, I think the shooting the guy in the junk uh, is actually uh, would actually be get more favor now, especially because it was very heavily implied that he was going to uh, not be so kind to the lady. So it's like in nowadays climate, people would be like, "Ha ha! He got what he deserved." <laughs> Blam! Hashtag me too. <laughs> That's his new catchphrase. <laughs> Oh, that shouldn't be funny. It really shouldn't be funny. But, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Of all the movies, I'm looking forward to this more than I am the Mortal Kombat film. I gotta be honest. Yeah. I, I really look for the day when I can, you know, cruise on the internet and see Brendan Fraser starring in Mummy Reboot. And that be the main story of the podcast. And he be the mummy? Yes. Yeah, I can. I, you know what? It could work. Hey, we have it on recording, so Hollywood, this is proof. I, like I mean, it's kind of like um, Casper Van Dien wanting to read Starship Troopers for Audible. Would it, be, it would be awesome. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you remember that tweet? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Oh, by the way, uh, Mish, I'm not sure if you knew this. Uh, so far, I've watched uh, Starship Troopers 16 times. I've watched your updates. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure you knew that and make sure our listeners knew that, too. Yeah, it was more for them. Yeah. To be honest, you're bragging. You're, um, you're yeah. welcome, guys. <laughs> Alright, let's you're talk welcome. about our last main topic for the day. Bard's Tale yes. 4. Yes. Okay, first and foremost, I know you have, Doug, but Mish, did you ever play any of the previous Bard's Tale games? No. Oh, man. Up until, like, probably four years ago... The only game that I really played in-depth was Halo Combat Evolved. Okay, fair enough. So, Bard's Tale. The thir- uh, Bard's be Tale very 3. specific. Bard's Tale 3. 1 through 3. No, I'm just saying for specifically 3. The one for the PlayStation. Uh, that was Bard's Tale... Technically, that was the fourth Bard's Tale game. But there's been three RPGs before that one with Carrie Elwes. And so this is four... Because that one on the PlayStation and the PC does not count in the continuity. Okay. Regardless, that one was funny. Yes, with Carrie Elvis. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, basically, they had... This starts off where he's in a bar, and he's like... He has to go down and defeat a giant rat, and like you kill the rat. And, he's, and the narrator, who is a character in and of himself, is going, All hail the bard, rodents, bane, destroyer of mice. And then he goes upstairs and loots this chest. And the narrator goes, I can't believe it. it took you this long to get your hands on Mary's chest. Man, it, I just can't believe it. Because the bartender's name is Mary. So the game is very self-aware that it is a game. And it is playing with tropes. 
But is it so much aware as the Deadpool games? More so, actually. Like, there's entire songs, like, and people will come up and start singing to you, and the bard will go, that was nice. And if you skip, uh, like, cutscenes, like, you can hit, like, X to skip the cutscene, the bard's, the bard will yell, ah, enough of that, and continue the game I, I think, yeah, I I don't know if it's more aware than the Deadpool game. The Deadpool game definitely overplayed it, I think. I've seen I, a lot. I played, Go ahead. I played the Deadpool game recently. Okay. Um, like, it it does this very standard Deadpool things of talk to the, talk to the gamer, talk about the game in the game, but it's one of those, it's Deadpool, so you kind of expect it. And that kind of takes away its power, mm-hmm. but... When the bard is talking to the narrator of the game and makes even a reference of he wonders why the wolf that he just killed would have a sword. <laughs> and then the bard and the narrator's like, Oh, because it did this and the bard's like, nah, it's just an excuse to give me loot. It's yeah, I will agree with that. So it's like a medieval Deadpool. Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. It even makes jokes about the chosen one. He the, the bard is not the chosen one. He watches every person who's been nominated as the chosen one die hilariously. And then, like, these goblins come out and start singing a song, It's Bad Luck to Be You. (laughs) So, here's the question. Yes. With that, do you hope that Bard's Tale 4, the new one coming out, is going to have some of the same humor that The Bard's Tale with Carrie Elvis do you think hope no. it still has the uh, same humor? This game will be in the same continuity as 1, 2, and 3 on the Amiga and Mega Drive. So, okay, it's, uh, so I'll read part of it. It's hinted at a very unique, potentially deep party and turn-based combat system that role-playing fans would really be able to sink their teeth into. Yes. How is that different from Divinity 3? Because it's going back to the uh, Bard's Tale 1, 2, and 3. Like, the Amiga versions. I It's, like, how you create your party and how you battle the enemies, you have to be very tactical. It's going to be different than Divinity, being as this is going to be set in the Bard's Tale universe, which, if my lore is correct, by the end of 3, some major things happen. <coughs> So, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, <coughs> for, what would the appeal be for a, say, a, a new person to pick up Bard's Tale 4? Because they're not going to get to play Bard's Tale 1, 2, and 3. Unless, unless. They, one of the Kickstarter perks is, hey, we're going to report uh, Bard's Tale 1, 2, and 3. But, that would be... Like, Imagine, uh, me, since you've never played bar- any of the Bardstale games. Imagine you had to play an old-school MUD, a multi-user dungeon, that you just had to type in, North, North, Open Door. Would that appeal to you as a modern gamer? Yeah. Do you think it would appeal to the younger kids who are all hip and about? No, about in no way. But here, here's what you got to remember, Derek, and you said it yourself. It's a Kickstarter game, which means it'll only be funded by the people who want it and who will play it. It's not like 
CD Projekt Red, who made The Witcher, just decided one day, well, we're going to make the uh, Bard's Tale 4. But it's the people who love the game, know the game, creating the game with the power of the people who know and love the game. See, but that's the bottleneck. Once everybody who basically and, kickstarted the game has the game and talks about it, that's, that's it. when you got to remember, we're in the age of Steam, where I can theoretically go right now to their Kickstarter, kick in 10 bucks, let's say hypothetically, and get all the old school games. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to be launching that at the end of the summer. One, two, and three. And then, yeah, that'll be on Steam. So then you can put that on Steam, and now you're suddenly going to be able to see, oh, Doug is playing Bard's Tale 1. What's that about? You go look at the store page. You may or may not buy it. But it's going to start being advertised on Steam, which doesn't need advertisement much anymore. Well, and, and that's that's a good point for a lot of the remaster things going on. Like Spyro me Remastered. I guarantee you, anyone under the age of about 18, uh, 18, probably even up to 20, did not get to enjoy Spyro. But the remastered coming out right. is going to re-encourage them to be like, oh, look, Spyro looks really cool. I want to get this game. And that's what's going to happen with Bard's Tale if they do it right. Um, Bard's Tale 4, if it gets sent out to... I mean, games sent it to YouTubers, games sent it to YouTube um, companies, and they get publicity through watching people play games. And if it has that humor, people are going to want to play the game. But what if it doesn't have that humor? I mean, it's it's kind of like a thing, oh, here's this thing that you can stand on, lean forward, and it'll roll. They didn't know if it was going to be huge. But then it was deemed the hoverboard, and everybody wanted one. See, I'm with you on that, because, like I said, if I buy it, if I, you know, get a PC and start playing it, it's going to be one of those things of, I'm going to record it, and I'm going to put it on YouTube, and I'm going to tag it Bard's Tale. Anyone who's searching for the Bard's Tale is going to see it. But who's searching for the Bard's Tale, unless they already have the Bard's Tale? That's kind of my... It's... Because the Bard's Tale is a very niche, it's very niche RPG. But you have to remember, I mean, so was Five Nights at Freddy's until, you know, people like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, and even Game Theory, like, really dug their claws into it. And now, Five Nights at Freddy's is this massively popular game. But the big thing there is, like, it's not a ped- it was not a pedigreed RPG. Like, if and you're jumping in... Be, and think about it, the last iterations were on the Amiga. But also, you gotta remember, that's also its selling point. Oh, Bard's Tale 4? Uh, I wonder what happened to the first three. Oh, let me go buy them on Steam. No, that oh, will not... five bucks? That will not happen. I'm, I am I really gotta be honest, I'm sorry. I've, I've played Bard's Tale 1, 2, and 3, and there, there would be no amount of screenshots that would sell anyone anyone under the age of 25 on that game okay well let's also realize what this culture is in the love of meme and realize that a lot of memes that come from video games aren't necessarily how they're supposed to function so i guarantee you those old video games have many more bugs than we really think to remember oh many more bugs and just how things were worded like even going back to fallout one there are some screenshots that are just like you can say that in this game because it wasn't big. You gotta remember, Bard's Tale, the originals came out in the 80s, so you will be able to have 
this game that lets you do so many things that you may not be able to do in a modern game just because, oh, that's not correct. I Like, I was playing it the other day at work, uh, Bard's Tale 1, and your male characters and female characters will never be the same. Oh. Not even, like, dice rolls. It, it literally just straight up says, female characters will never be as strong as male characters. All across all races. It's just like, yeah, you can't get away with that in the modern age. And so, it appeals to those people who still play, you know, AD&D, original d and It's going to, it's going to have a lot of that crossover with where things like Neverwinter, uh, for the PC and all, kind of left off. It's not divinity. It's its own world with its own rules, and they play a lot like D and D. I'm just has I, I hate to be. I, I just I'm really hesitant about it. Like I don't think it'll do well. Okay, then don't buy it. I, I, I don't <laughs> plan on it. I, I gotta be honest. I'll watch it because I know what Bard's Tale is, but I'm just I I don't know. I'm worried that it's not gonna be. Here's here's another thing about Bard's Tale and the timing of it. Okay. Skyrim was just announced, or Elder Scrolls Six was just announced. And so I bet you during the next few years we're going to find a lot more games set in kind of that medieval-y, renaissance weapon, sword, shield, whatever. And a lot of those games are going to be serious. However, Bard's Tale has a propensity to not be serious. Fair. Fair. Very I, fair. I can see that. I... I'm a fan. I might look at it, and if Kickstarter is doing well, I might try to back it up, especially if they offer 1, 2, and 3, just because, like, I know the games, and I've seen the games. Like, even, you gotta remember, Derek, our dad still has maps of the games. Oh, yeah. I I, I want so it to succeed. Long... I, I want it to succeed. I just worry about the modern climate. I gotta be honest. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not... Bashing on the game, I'm excited for it, but I don't know that I'm gonna buy. It. Yeah, got... it's okay. They're, they've saved the best for last release. Um, I bet you three weeks before it releases, they'll put out a beta for their uh, battle royale mode. Oh yeah, cool, cool. I'll buy that. <laughs> I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the mm-hmm. battle royale mode. Um, Say no more. It's lit, fam. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap up. Let's wrap up to the weekly. Um, what do we want to call it? I just think weekend review, weekly review. Yeah, the weekend review. Um, so this week there are some major things that happened. Uh, Build a Bear majorly screwed up. Yes. On their, we're not going to go super into it, but on their pay your own age day, the lines were astronomical. Who knew that teddy bears would be popular with under five-year-olds. Everybody who knew about the Beanie Baby craze the 90s. Well, and, and Sam, uh, he is the only one in our group that, you. well, Derek maybe um, Derek would, would have gone. That much. But, like, Don't Sam worry. Sam actually went, waited in line, didn't get anything. But in recompense, Build-A-Bear sent to their rewards club a $15 voucher. First off, why does Build-A-Bear have a rewards club? Who goes there Hey, listen, often? I don't know. Uh, Build-A-Bear is one of those things that I, like, the earliest memory that I have is going to Build-A-Bear and making a tabby cat. That's, like, the earliest memory that I have. That's pretty cool. They've announced on occasion that they do, like, Pokemon, like, you know, Pikachu and Eevee, and it's just like, 
can an almost 30-year-old go to Build-A-Bear by themselves and build a super cute Eevee plush? Yes. This is strange. Yeah, I mean, yes. Um... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on. We were not supposed to go out of these too deeply. Um, Denmark takes the World Cup. Oh no, sports! I know, there's your obligatory sports reference. The I mega- think the funniest part was Croatia beat England. The last time England, Croatia won a World Cup, Croatia wasn't a nation. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Mega Millions still is going past $300 million, so if you're into that, go for it. If you're not, eh, you know, keep wishing about winning the lottery that you'll never play. Yeah, yeah. If any of you win it, you we, we have a pact here that you have to pay off our student loans. Yeah. Uh, next up, Nancy Sinatra died, the first wife of Frank Sinatra Sr. She died at 101, so you'll no longer hear about her in the news. And first off, let's talk about this for a second. For to be, well, She's Nancy Sinatra, Frank Sinatra's wife. That means there's a lot of smoking and drinking in her life. She lived a really long time. Yes. <laughs> like the Grim Reaper would if- just like... Whoa, Nancy, slow down. Yeah, if I mean, if anyone asks me, if I get to that age and they say, what was your secret? I'm just going to make something up. <laughs> well, I did. I stubbed my toe every day. night for 16 years. Yes, because you know some hipster will go, that's a good idea. Um, Bathed in tiger blood. Last but not least, on the opposite side of the spectrum of Nancy Sinatra, Kate Upton is pregnant again, if you cared. I mean, not... A lot, but I can see how people would because Kate Upton is like what a model, yes, actress. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, this is completely the wrong person I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who did wait, you wait. think it was? I thought it was like the British royalty person. <laughs> you thought it was Princess Kate. <laughs> hey, listen, okay, they've been popping out babies pretty quickly. How to get that monarchy? Oh, uh, Prince Louis, who's the newest baby, was christened this week. Nice. How I knew that off the top of my head, I don't want to mention. Alright, anything else, gentlemen, for this week's podcast? Nothing for the good of the cause. Doug? Nothing for the cause of the good. Alright. We know, Doug. We know. <laughs> with, with that, we will go ahead and wrap up. So, until next week, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Bye. Eat more garbage. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in Nancy underscore chill. You can also find links to the articles, games, and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below. Thanks again for watching, and until next time. Bye.